What a history. What a history. And, and not only the history of the church, the history of the church actually uh, belongs to Hap and, and Miss Tracy. 30 years. 30 years. You know, we just, we, just, we just heard the song, Great is His Faithfulness. Great is their faithfulness unto Him, right? 30 years. 30 years. You know, with, with, with faithfulness like that inside of church, uh, God honors that. And, and that's one of the reasons this church still stands. Because the presence of the Lord is here. And people like that. And people like that. And, and that is a, a, a legacy, a, a, something for us to just uh, look at, to, to inquire about. 30 years of, of ministry we have right here, right here, in our, in our grass that we can uh, go to for anything. It's been a blessing. Definitely been a blessing for me over these past two years, two years of, of, of us just sitting back in the back and doing our men's group study and uh, the Lord just, just uh, using him to, to pour into to your young pastor. It's always been a blessing. And so I thank you, Hap, for that and everybody else who joined in in our studies. Today, Members Appreciation Day. I want to go over, first of all, I just want to thank you. I want to thank every one of you for being here because what that's saying is you're a member. That saying is you're committed to being a member or you wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't have wasted your time being here. And so when I look out, what I see is family. What I see is love. What I see is people claiming the Lord's church. Hallelujah. 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 I want to go over our uh, core values as we see right here. These are the core values of this church. Capital City Church core values. We believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and that his word is supreme and that we are called to connect to each other and to other believers through love and to also serve one another and also serve our communities. These are our core values. It all adds up to us continuing the mission of Jesus Christ effectively and with excellence. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This is us. This is us. This is us. I want you to get to know the person, the people that, that, that you're here with, the people that you come to worship with every single Sunday. We as members have a responsibility to bring uh, glory to the name of God through this church. And if, and if each of us, each of us are committed, committed to bringing God glory, guess what? God will be pleased with Capital City Church. He will be pleased with you. Just imagine the mindset of all of the believers 
to bring glory to God in everything we do. Every deed, every word. Hallelujah. How glorious will it be, right? Well, that's the goal. That is the goal. That is the mission here. That is the mission. Connect with each other. Connect with the, the universe. All in the name of Jesus Christ. This is us. And, and today, it's about you as members. It's about you. And I want you to know that I genuinely love every one of you. Every one of you. I love our fellowship together. I love our, our friendship together. I, I, I love us serving together. I, I love our, how we comfort one another. How we intercede for one another. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I couldn't ask for nothing else. I couldn't ask for nothing else. Um, but it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year. I have to be honest with you. It's been a tough year uh, for the church. A lot of ups and downs. A lot of uh, ups and downs. A lot of inconsistency. For my honest, a lot of inconsistency. And, and a lot of gaps that we must plug that we must plug. And I know this member's appreciation day, and I thought it'd be a good time that I, since I have all of you here, to, to express some concerns of the church. You know, we, you know, and that's why I want to talk a little bit about putting God first. Putting God first. Because when we put God first, we will show what? Consistency doing and doing the things of God. Consistency in our prayer time, our, our reading time, our coming to church, our coming to Bible study. Um, consistency shows what? Integrity. Integrity. And as men of, of women and women of God, integrity is big to God. It's big. It's at the top of his list. Consistency in fellowship grows what? Community and builds relationships. Consistency in relationships grows into love. And, and consistency in love relationships grows into family. And that's the goal. If we are consistently doing the things of God, coming together in the things of God, we will grow in that community, we will grow in that love, and we will grow as a family, as the family that Jesus Christ requires and designed for us to be. Amen? Amen. Amen. Also, consistency in a, in a love relationship grows in a family, but also we, in putting God first, I just want to encourage you to, if we maintain uh, our faith, not just having faith, but displaying our faith in God, to strive. I know it's tough sometimes, but to strive, to put him first, his word tells us everything else will what? Fall into place. So if we believe, his word, then we, we wouldn't quit on our faith. We would continue striving 
in our faith because he says that everything else that we need will fall into place. Now, I know sometimes it can be difficult to stay focused on, on everything that life throws at us. But no matter the obstacles we face, no matter uh, what we go through, one thing, one thing should always remain number one priority to all of us, all of us, and that's God. That's God, number one priority, nothing else, nothing before him. So I want to encourage you to put God first. As believers, as members of this church, in your personal lives, in your family's lives, in your relationships, your friendships, your, your decision-making, and so on. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, the Christian believer that which is also in Christ. We all should, should have the mindset of what would Jesus do? Of what would Jesus do? And maintaining this way of thinking will help, uh, help us remain calm and level-headed when, when we're faced with the challenges and frustrations uh, that come our way to try to what? Distract us from God. What would Jesus do? The Bible tells us in Matthew, when, when Jesus was just a, a little boy, his, his mother and his father was running around searching for him, looking for him. Thought he was lost. Thought he was lost. Where was he? In the temple. What he was doing? About his father's business. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? do. Who is his father? Gee, yes, that's right, God. He's about the business of God. Hallelujah. We are children of God, putting God first. So we should be about the business of God. Whether we're in the church or outside of the church, the business of God is ours. It's our responsibility in the earth. The church. The church. The church. The church. You are the church. You are the church. When folks are talking about the church outside these doors, they're talking about you and me. Regardless of what they're saying, they're talking about us. Whatever the narrative is that they want to bring, we can change it. If it's a negative narrative, we can change it because we are the church. Amen? Amen. And also as Christians, consistency leads to integrity, and integrity means practicing what we preach. God don't want to wanna just hear what we intend on doing, he wants to see it from us as well. We can talk a good game, right? But what are we going to do about it? Huh? 
Faith without works is what? Dead. If we preach God's truth, God wants us to live by his truth, right? If we preach being saved Christians for the Lord, then God wants us to live as saved Christians for the Lord. Do what you promised you would do. Do what you promised you would do. Keep your word to God. That's the most important word you can keep. The most important vow you can keep is not your marriage. No, it's your vow to God. It's your vow to God. And, and, and if your, your mate is, 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 is on, on a Christian also, they would understand that clearly. And you should support yourself in keeping that vow. And we as, as, as family, brothers and sisters, we ought to support us, each other in keeping that vow. There's no harm in, in, in holding each other to our word that we gave to God. If we see one of us out of order, we bring him back. We talk to him in love. Hey, hey, I'm here for you, right? That's what being family is all about. Never let your brother or your sister fall by the wayside and you just watch them. No, that's not the heart of Jesus. It's not. It's not. We are each other brothers and sisters, keepers in Christ. Do what you have promised to do. Keep your word to God. If you say you are a believer, stand strong in your faith without, wearing, without wavering. This world will, 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 will and, and the enemy will come at us and try to get us to waver in our faith. But if we say we believe, if we say we believe, we ain't wavering. We ain't wavering. We believers to the end. We believers to the end. If you say you trust God, you live by his every word. His every word. Word. Do what he wants you to do. You go where he wants you to go. You say what he wants you to say. You be who he wants you to be, not who we want to be. His word tells us that we must transform. <laughs> that we are new creations in Christ. So we must be different to be set apart for all of this work, for all of this work unto the Lord. That's why we're here. That's why we do this. <laughs> That's why we come to encourage you today. Because you belong to the Lord. You belong to the Lord. Hallelujah. If we say we are the church, then we have to show up and be the church. We have to show up and be the church. Be the church in the earth. Be the church in your neighborhood. Be the church in your home, on your job, in your school. Be the church. Don't blend in with the world. If you're going to blend in with them, like Paul, blend in with them to get them on your side. To get them on your side. 
You don't have to sweet talk them. Tell them the truth. The truth is what got us here. <laughs> the truth is what freed us, right? Hallelujah. And if we say we are members of Capital City Church, let us honor God by honoring his church, honoring his, his people, honoring one another with our time, our presence, and our resources. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Now, do you believe? <laughs> he says it right there. Seek him. He will give you everything that you need. God is not a man that he should lie, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. This world makes it tough. We can't see the future, and that's what scares us. That's what scares us to, to trust. But that's our Father who can see the future, who knows our future. He hasn't let us down yet. He hasn't let us down yet. And Miss Tracy, 30 years over this church, he hasn't let him down yet. He hasn't let him down yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as Christians, a lot of times we want and desire the kingdom benefits, don't we? But do we give our time and resources to the kingdom? Hand out. How fair is it to want and not be willing to give? How fair is it? How fair is it? The Bible says, give and it will be given unto you. Do you believe? God said, give and it will be given unto you. Some are so busy doing things for God that they fail to do the things of God. And the things of God needs God's people attention. The things of God is, 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 is for us, for us. God has put them in place for us to grow spiritually, to us, for us to grow uh, into Christ-likeness. Some, I know, have already been called. But they weighed the, <laughs> they weighed the cost against the call and decided to serve God right where they sit. And then you have others who clutter their lives with, with so much materialism that they can never even sit still to listen to God. See, the urgent things crowd out the important things. And, and, and Christian service is put on the back burner. 
for, for a better time, for more a convenient time, right? Seeking God means following kingdom principles. Kingdom principles. And there are two kingdom principles that I want to make sure that we are all aware of because we are family right here today. We are family because these are areas that I noticed during my pastoral observations that this church is, is really uh, struggling in. Um, we are not giving God our full glory in these areas. I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I prayed about the prosperity uh, of this church to God. And God, simply and plain, I just heard it. He said, I'm not getting my full glory from the body. Not just one individual. He said, collectively, as a corporate body, he's not getting his full glory from us. And clearly, through, through clear as day, he just made me aware of everything that was going on. Of where he was not getting his full glory. Now, and I also know these areas are, are areas that our flesh do not want to part with. <laughs> that's what makes it so hard, you know. And, and that's our money and our time. Our money and our time. The hardest things that the flesh wants to part with. But these are things that God also requires, right? It takes faith and trust to part with these things. So I want to encourage us as members to, to put God first by starting with being present. Starting with being present. You know, one of the things is, is God is not getting his full glory uh, with this body is we are not consistently uh, being present in worship. See, we don't come in here for each other. We come in to worship him. God has blessed us all week throughout the week, and he says, come into my house for two hours on Sunday and worship me. Praise me. Glorify me for these two hours. And we can't consistently do that. What's wrong with us? <laughs> right? This is God we're talking about. This is God. The one who has given us all. The one who has given his son. Two hours. Two hours. I can testify that putting God first on, on the Sabbath, on Sunday, his day, can better put us in position to handle the rest of the week. See, when we put God first, then we go into the week not concerning what comes our way. We know the battle was already won. We know the victory is ours, regardless of our, 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 our circumstances or our, our situation. That's what Sunday is all about to prepare us. That's what God wants. We can better put him and his purposes 
before everything else when we start our week off with him, with him. It gives us focus going into a week of unknown. <laughs> it gives us focus, unknown. We're traveling unknown, but we're traveling with the Lord. Yes. If we seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, all the needful things, church, will be added to us. All the needful things. Regardless of our busy day-to-day schedule, whatever task that we may take on, I ask you, I ask you to, to do your best to make it a weekly, a weekly practice and priority to be present to attend church, to attend church. Be a part of this congregation. Be a part of this congregation. Not for my benefit, not for my benefit, not even for the Lord's benefit, but for your benefit, for your benefit, for your benefit. And and if you don't understand that now, keep living, right? Keep living. Keep living, because we all was there when we didn't understand it. And we had to keep living, keep living. You know, a house divided against itself, the Bible says, cannot stand. You know, faith, faith grows when families strengthen each other. Seeing you every Sunday morning is part of my strength. It's part of my strength. You don't know the effect that you have by just being present. You do. Not only to me, but to your, to your brothers and sisters. It's hard to look over and they, and they got an empty seat beside them this week. You know, that means they got to go into prayer. They got to figure out, where my brother, where my sister at? I got to check on them. Right? Yeah. That's how important this is. We're concerned about each other. We're not the biggest church in the world where you can get missing and gone. <laughs> you can hide in the back. <laughs> yeah, I still can see you. I still can see you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, seeing you every Sunday is part of my strength. It's part of my joy. God has made it part of my strength and part of my joy. Because I know you, you have my back. I know you have my back. I know I have your support. I know I have your love. You also give me confidence in my weaknesses. Every day. Every day. Every, every time I think about it, I think about someone encouraging me from this body. And it helps me get through my week. It helps me get through my week. Your presence means so much to me, but more importantly, it means so much to God. It means so much to God. It means so much to God, your presence. Make my heart glad because your presence glorifies the Lord. Because God knows you are here for him. Your presence glorifies God. Glorifies God. Mm. I personally look forward to seeing you every week. I do. I do. 
because I enjoy your presence, but I also expect to see you every week because you're a member here. You're a member of this family. So I expect you to come home on Sunday mornings. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says this, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not, not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near, especially what we see outside of this world, the earthquakes, the rumors of wars, the wars itself. His, turn, his return is imminent at any time, any time. We should be huddled together every chance we get. <laughs> every chance we get. Woo. Be watchful. Watchful together. Keep each other in prayer. This is the day that God has set aside for his people to honor and worship him. If we say we are believers, God has made it so that the church is where believers, what? Gather. Gather. So I expect to see you. I expect to see you. And now two other areas. Two other areas of, of as members of this family uh, that we have to do better in is that is giving God his glory in is giving and tithing. Giving and tithing. But first I want to go back to something right now. Not only being present, but also being on time. Being on time. That's a big part of integrity. Big part of integrity. You know, you will get fired from your job if you're late too many times. <laughs> you will. You will. Yeah. 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 You know, we serve an on-time God, don't we? <laughs> God, God wants his people to be on time. I, I follow his example, right? That's just the truth, right? Don't treat God like that. He's too good. He's too good. Too good to us. He's too good. Giving and tithing also includes serving. Serving inside the church, uh, in your gifts, and outside the church, in our outreaches. In our outreaches. Everybody may not have resources to give. But if you're living, you're, you're breathing, and able, God has blessed you with life. And, and most of the times, most of the times, the best resource you can give is yourself. Is yourself. Your presence, your time, and, and your God-given gifts. Your God-given gifts. And, and, and putting God first is making intentional time for the things of God. And personally, as your pastor, as your pastor, I, I don't have my hand out. My, my, I have a personal goal for the body. And that's seeing you in your gifts, serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. That's the best thing that you can do. That brings joy. 
Because then I know you heard his word. Then I know your, his word sees in your heart, right? If you are doing the work of the Lord, if you're in, in, involved in the things of the Lord, then his word is right there. His word is right there. You know, I have a neighbor who says, um, I say, you know, he's always working in his yard, right? And, and he tell me, he say, Ron, I tell you this, either you got time or you got money. And he say, I ain't, I ain't got no money. So these projects that you see me doing, they're going to get all of my time. All of my time. Say, so it don't always take money. But we all got it. He has blessed us with it. That's right. That's right. But let me ask you a question, an honest question that deserves an honest answer. Are you too busy to serve? Are you too busy to serve? <laughs> you know, nothing interferes more with our ability to serve than the ability uh, for us to make a living, right? You know, and the simple truth is most of us are too busy to serve. That's the honest truth. We make ourselves too busy to serve. You know, another simple Honest truth is we've gotten complacent. We've gotten uh, comfortable in the blessings of God and have forgotten about the first commandment. Not to put nothing before God. God asks us for obedience. He doesn't demand it. He doesn't demand it. And as a result, many of us simply ignore it. We simply ignore it. And we forget that it brings God glory. Our obedience glorifies God and we simply just put it aside. Put it aside. You know, and, and as your pastor, I can only ask you to give your time and your resources for God's glory. I cannot demand it. I cannot demand it, and I won't demand it. You know, understand God has a unique uh, and meaningful plan for every one of you that does not depend on your age, your income, or your ability. It's also clear that God calls other people to fill in the gap where anyone is lacking. Like Esther, every one of us, every believer must decide to be used by God or to be passed by and allowed another to be chosen by God. His work will go on, you know. And, and what a loss. What a loss it will be if we allow temporary comforts and, and honestly just being lazy um, to rob of us true riches in Christ. Immediately and, and eternally. What a loss. What a loss. You know, and I, I know most of us would never refuse to do God's will. It's just bad timing when God calls us, right? <laughs> it's just bad timing when God calls us. I just got this job, God. Paying me what I want. You know, I got this house note, this car note, God. Let me work a season. I'll come back. You know, Jesus warned us to what? Consider the cost. 
Consider the cost of being his followers. Consider the cost of being a church member. Jesus knew that not everyone will, would, would serve God, and most might not even desire to serve God. And there's nothing wrong with being successful, even by worldly standards. No, unless we become failures at God's standards. None of that would matter if we fell in, in our walk with God. None of it. None of it. Again, everyone may not have financial resources to give, but your presence, your time, and your service is just as good. Um, Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out of all you see, out of all you see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Your good deeds, your service will give God honor. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Tithing. Tithing. One of the, my pastoral observations is that our inconsistency in our attendance affects our giving and our tithing. And uh, I see that if we are not present, we're not tithing. And that shouldn't be the case. Shouldn't be the case as members. Because we have things in place, whether you're here or whether you're not, you still can honor God. You still can honor God. As members, that shouldn't be the case. That's, that's way, way off balance. That's way off balance. If, if you don't live in your house for a month, that means you don't have to pay your rent, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's still your responsibility as a house owner, as a, as a residence, right? You know? Yeah. Honor God. Honor God with your wealth, with your first fruits of all your crops. That means we must understand that it is God who gives us life and strength in these bodies. It is God who blessed our hands, our minds to labor to receive a check. We must honor God first, first by giving him a tithe. Giving him a tithe. A tithe is a portion of our income. And the Bible calls for our portion to be 10%. 10% of our income. However you decide to do it, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, and, and as an offering to the church to the church that you attend, and if you don't attend the church, your offering goes to most likely your local uh, church. Your local church. The Bible explains that tithing is an important part of faith for those who follow the Lord, right? And that that money should be set aside first, first, for the one who allowed you to be able to make that money. Make that money. See, when we choose to tithe before making our, our plans with our money, we're making God a priority instead of an afterthought. We're giving God our first fruit instead of our what? Leftovers. Leftovers. If we have our hands closed to God, how can anything come in, right? 
How can we receive something from them like this? How? Give and it shall be given unto you. We, our hands like this, we ain't, we ain't giving so we can't receive. We can't receive. Deuteronomy 12, 11, you must bring everything I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifice, your tithe, your, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Leviticus 27, 30, one-tenth of the produce of the land where the grain from the fields or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. These are not my words. Not my words. I just want to make you aware of our responsibilities as Christians, as members of a body. Now, while tithing 10% of your income, it is, as we see, it's biblical. But that doesn't mean you have to be a Christian uh, to tithe. It also doesn't mean that you're a bad Christian if you don't tithe, right? And, and, and guess what? God loves you when you give and when you don't give. You can't earn God's love by tithing. You already have his love. You already have his love. It's not about, it's not about money. It's about the heart. That's what Jesus says. It's all about the heart. It's about living with the attitude we've been blessed by God to be a blessing. To be a blessing. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 and 9. You must each decide in your heart how, to, how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously, generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Amen? Amen? Now, before I turn it over to the rest of the leaders, and, and which I'm going to have every leader come up before you for, for a minute or so and, and, and just speak about their ministry, because it's important that we are aware of the, the church services and the needs of this body, okay? But I want you this week, I want to leave you with this this week. I want each of you to pray and ask God, how can you best honor him with your time, with the time that he gives you, with that free time that he gives you and the resources that he blesses you with, okay? Okay? And, and, and see where he leads you. See where he leads you. And if we, you depend on him to, 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 to move your time and your resources, you will be in the will of God. You will not be in a strange place. You will be in order with God. And what a better, what, you can't be in a better place, right? Amen. Amen. So I want, right now I want to bring up our, our prayer warrior, Ms. Mary Bay Coat, to come and share a few words about uh, prayer. <laughs> 